Remind me to say by the time I cooked an egg in my hair. Cooked? Yeah. Did you like stand out in the sun with no, a magnifying well glass have. on top I of it? I might as well have. Wait, <laughs> did somebody tell you to cook an egg in your hair? No, I was not supposed to cook an egg in my hair. No, but no, So it was an accident. It was an accident. Like a good idea. <laughs> it was an accident. It was one of those like, oh, I'm going to make my own deep conditioner with like mayonnaise and eggs. And I was had a smelly shit that I don't want to smell like. Ooh. And I was rinsing it out and the water was too hot. No. And so I'm combing my hair and I'm like, what is <gasps> cooked egg? All in my hair. How'd you get that out? I had to wash my hair again. I'm glad we went on this journey, y'all. Yeah, I mean, my hair looks great for what it's worth, so I'll probably do it again one day. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm not trying it. Hi. Hi. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel so attacked. <laughs> Like, you had an intention in your eye. I saw it, Tracy. You're like, I'm going to cut her off. (laughs) I know you were pleased. I saw it. Hi, everyone. I'm Heaven. That's Tracy. She a biter. Wow. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hi, everybody. I'm Tracy. (laughs) Oh, God. And this is another round of Heaven and Tracy. It is. Delirious. Hi, Heaven. Hi. You look great. Thank you. I shaved my legs. Ooh. (laughs) For the first time. (laughs) My legs are like, wow. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let me free. What's going on on the show today? Yeah, we have a fun show, as usual. What's so fun about the show? Who's going to be here? Is it Karen Parsons? Oh, my God. Tracy, how did you know? (laughs) (laughs) Who's Karen Parsons for the girls in the back? Karen Parsons played Hillary on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The Hillary Banks. The Hillary Banks. The original bad and bougie, if you will. Ooh. We will. We will later in the interview, so (laughs) you better. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, If you're wondering why we keep referencing Black History Month when it's not Black History Month anymore, that's because we recorded it. During Black History Month. No, that's because every month is Black History that's Month. That's right. Yes. Yes. Um, and we also have a What It Happened Was because people have been asking for it, but also I keep getting into fights with Lyft drivers. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to get it off my chest. I feel like every day is a journey with you, Tracy. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I'm excited. We haven't done one of those in a minute. I know. And this is kind of a twofer because I've got stories of two <laughs> separate fights that I've had with two separate Lyft drivers in the past month. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're in for a twofer. <laughs> twofer, twofer. A Tracy twofer. So we are very excited to have Karen Parsons in the stude. You probably know her as the ditzy bougie girl from mm-hmm. Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. The, the original. Sister. The original bad and bougie, if you will. I will. I will absolutely I allow it. To. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's been acting for a while, and her latest venture is Sweet Blackberry, a nonprofit that makes educational material kits featuring lesser-known stories of Black excellence. Uh-huh. You know we need that. Yes. <laughs> Teach the children. <laughs> Teach the what? The children. The children. The kids. We're not drunk the kids. And also the kids. All of them. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Okay, so there was a conversation on the internet about did you learn if Eli Whitney, the inventor of the cotton gin, was white or black? Did you learn he was white or black? No, I didn't learn anything about Eli Whitney. Really? Oh, wow. He's like one of the first people they teach you about. No, George Washington Carver. It might be a generational thing. (laughs) No, we we still get the peanut man. Yeah, the peanut man. That's all the information (laughs) I have. That's what you get about him. You do. So another thing that I'm always really interested about in conversations about black history is what people in different regions Mm. learn. So you grew up in L.A., right? Yeah. What was Black History Month like in L.A. schools when you were growing up? I don't think we had it yet. (laughs) 
What? Wait. See, the month? I'm sorry. I don't know. We had February. We, we did have February. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to apologize. I'm glad you also have February. <laughs> wow. I'm a little older than you guys. I don't know if we were, celebra- we don't think we were celebrating. I mean, definitely black history was not something we focused on in school at mm. all. And then I went to California schools, and I think they've probably changed. But they were notoriously bad. So mm. what did you learn about um, black history? Uh, growing up, not in school, not a lot. I think, like I said, the Peanut Man. We okay. learned about George Washington <laughs> Carver, Mr. Peanut, um, as he's known. If we learned about Frederick Douglass, I was absent. Mm. I, mm. If you were gone one day, you missed it. I mean, really, for me, it was the real. Like it was, it was, you know, Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King and the Peanut Man, mm. and that was like it. I mean, I really learned nothing. And it's it's picked up. Obviously, it's gotten a lot better. Uh-huh. Uh, and as I've been doing Sweet Blackberry, I've found I've I mean I I talk to and I get so much information about teachers, educators that are really vigilant and they're trying to get more information and trying to find more resources and trying to dig up money to get those you know materials mm. in. Um, but I think for a long time it just wasn't something that was that important or stressed and definitely not where they put their money. So. School failed you in that respect, but we, through our diligent research, have learned that your mother, who was a librarian, sort of filled yeah. the gaps for you. Well, when I got when I was older, this was not as a kid, but mm. when I was um, I was on Fresh Prince when mm. my mother was uh, head of the Black Resource Center at her library, and so she would come across all kinds of interesting stories and um, archives, and she would uh, call me. Tell me the things, the things that she found, oh. and that's when I found out about um, Henry Box Brown, mm-hmm. the en- enslaved man who mailed himself to freedom in Which a is box. Crazy. Literally, so I literally learned about Which this is, like months ago. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I, nobody knew about it then. I mean, when I found out, when she told me about it, I remember looking, trying to look him up, and this is when the. <laughs> I hate to keep going back to this dating no. myself stuff, but my, you know, the computers were big, like. You know, kind of yellowish yeah. looking we be- had, beige boxes. And the screen was like black and green. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and digitized. You know, we had one yeah. of those. You know, and you're trying to find information mm-hmm. about, and there was nothing about him then. And I would talk to my friends, and none of my friends had heard of him. Nobody, I hadn't heard of him. Nobody had so heard what of was, Henry Box Brown. What was the story of Henry Box Brown? Henry Box Brown was enslaved. I mean, you know, God, it was a sad story. Oh, it was clearly a sad story. <laughs> surprise. It was a terrible surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Right. He was literally. It wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. He had, he, but he um, he did. He ended up marrying and having kids. But he had asked his owner to please not, if he was to marry this woman, to never separate them. Mm. He didn't want to go there if that was going to happen. And he promised him. And then, you know, flash forward, you know, he's had children and they have a life together, um, be it a life as a, as a slave, but still. And um, he came home one day and she was gone. Kids were gone. The house was empty. They had nothing. What? He, he, had, he didn't know where they were. He didn't know what happened. And somebody told him where she had been, the wagon that took her. And he ran and ran around, found the wagon, held her hand for four hours, oh hoped, just God. like w- walking with her. And then they finally just said that they would meet in heaven, and that was it. Mm. And so then he was so broken, and mm. he ended up just saying, you know, screw it. I'll take a chance, mm. and I'll. How do you even have the idea, though? Yeah, because, I mean, he was like, well, there's no Uber around, so. (laughs) (laughs) How do I get there? (laughs) And he just, uh, but, you know, he realized if I could get out of where I live, Mm -hmm. if I could get across to where this isn't the life, 
And so he had somebody mail him. It was the best way to get someplace, I guess. It's fucking genius. As a black man, I mean, it's you couldn't, can't do, you can't just hop on the train. You couldn't just hop on it. But if I'm, I'm hidden, yeah. and people think that I'm part of the mail. Right. Oh, y'all want to treat me like property. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Put some I got stamps you. on this box. Put some stamps on it. Put some stamps on it. <laughs> mail me, bitch. <laughs> I mean, that's genius. Yeah. Well, and if you survive, it's genius. Also, if you survive, it's also genius. Also, yeah. <laughs> Um, quick detour. I once got nearly put out of a museum in Cincinnati. I was at the Underground Railroad Museum, mm-hmm. and they had a Henry Box Brown exhibit, and they had like oh. a replica of the box that he was in. Yes. And I was oh like, my God. I got to see what it feels wait, like. Wait, when was box? this? When was uh, this? Is this, this recent? Or this is this been childhood? Oh, right. How big were you no, in the No, no, box? no. I was an, well, how, I was and, an adult. And, and, <laughs> yeah. I was a kid, too grown A kid can get away with stuff <laughs> no, like that. No, no. Not just the size issue, but just yeah. like with a kid. It's like, oh. Yeah. But Wait, he's he, precocious. Did yes. He, did no. he mail himself to Cincinnati? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that sounds where terrible. the museum is. He mailed oh, himself oh. to what? To Philadelphia. Philly? Yeah. To Philly. And so I'm like, well, obviously I need to see, like, I need, like, a, a hands-on experience, you know? So I... Crawl my little ass in the box because my ass in a museum. Well, there's nobody there, and there were no signs saying not to. I'm not taking you to the museum. Damn it! (laughs) This is not like an interactive exhibit. (laughs) I was that day. (laughs) I I thought it was. I learned that it was not when the very nice security guard. He was just like, "Ma'am, we're gonna need you to get out of the." You cannot you get out the mail exhibit. yourself to freedom. <laughs> I was like, oh, my bad. I didn't You're know. You're free. You're know. free. <laughs> I made it. You um, made it. You're here. But get out. <laughs> Yay! Everybody celebrate. Better get your free ass out of here. <laughs> we make some changes. Oh, my goodness. I did snag a picture, though. Maybe I'll find the picture. In. Did you really? I did. I got this just happened. No. <laughs> it was like eight years ago. It was okay. a while ago. All right. Yeah. So I'll, much I'll I don't see know if I can find the picture. That is Pictures great. didn't happen, Tracy. Uh, fair. Okay. So you have kids and you're like, what are my kids learning in school? Right. And now we have this beautiful thing called Sweet Blackberry. Yeah. What is it and where did the name come from? It sounds like a poem. They both had to do with my daughter. When my mom told me the story of Henry Box Brown, I started making notes and I was going to make a line of books for kids because nobody knew the story. I didn't you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would make more notes and I'd forget about it. And go traipsing off and having my wonderful, you know, Fresh Prince life. Sure. <laughs> Enjoying that. And this just went on and on where I'd find I'd find more information and more stories and I'd write them down. And, and then when I was pregnant with my daughters, when I got serious about it, I started thinking about her future and about what I was supposed to offer her and, and how. And, and uh, my husband is an independent filmmaker, so he just does stuff. You know, whereas my history of being an actress, I just wait. <laughs> Till somebody's Til somebody like, here's your line. Right. They go, oh, okay, I can do that. But otherwise, I'm just waiting, you know, for my audition or whatever. And he's, so he got sick of hearing me talk about, like, oh, this would be a great idea. And he's like, you need to stop. I, I'm, I'm okay, I get the hint. I get it. it. I get yeah, it. So that's how that happened. So I, I just went and got in there. And the, the idea with Sweet Blackberry is um, I want to bring uh, these little known stories of African American achievement to kids to the children, (laughs) to all of them. Um, Because I think that, you know, in the schools, we only learn about a handful of stories. Mm -hmm. We learn great stories, but not, there are just so many more. And I really feel strongly that we send this message when you only tell a few stories that 
oh, every once in a while, a special black person comes along and does something mm-hmm. great. An exception and, to the rule. Yeah, and I just think that's so dangerous. That's, that's what goes mm-hmm. in. I'm not saying that people don't learn the stories, but that message goes in as well. And I think that um, if we can get the truth of the matter, which is we are the fabric of this country, we are so much the fabric of it, a part of it, and have there's so much that's so valuable and important. And I think if our kids get that early, it'll change their whole all kids. It'll change the whole landscape of, of race for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like one of the things that happens, like we were just talking about, is like when you get older, you find these meaningful stories to you that you're like, well, how did I not know about this part right. of my mm-hmm. history? Yeah. Recently, after reading um, Citizen by Claudia Rankin, I recently learned this word, John Henryism, and she writes about it. Um, she's talking about these microaggressions she's experienced. It's part of like the, the, the running thread of the book. And she's talking about this phrase, there exists a medical term, John Henryism, for people exposed to stress stemming from racism. They achieve themselves to death trying to dodge the buildup of erasure. Oh, wow. So, like, I have to read this. (laughs) Yes. It was heavy, man. But I, I have found in my black history education that, like, finding the words for these, like, vague things you're feeling like yeah. racial stress <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it just feels like a part of your environment it doesn't feel like a thing you can name and that has like a history and right well it hasn't been given a name right right it hasn't been given a place and it, and words as we keep talking about like with this past election people were saying you know words are important words are important and being yeah. able to find a way to identify what you feel mm. and then especially when other people say yes i know exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about suddenly it's not this vague feathery thing floating around that doesn't have real it's real Mm -hmm. and it's valid you know yeah were there moments like that for you of of just like understanding a part of yourself better or i'm sure there i'm sure there were and are still yeah no totally yeah i think still i mean i still find myself having that reaction to words and terms like i hear things still all the time somebody says something oh Mm -hmm. You know, I need to read more. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Because no, because people hit on things and you think, I need that. I need that. Yeah. You know, it helps you. It helps you identify how you feel, Uh you know. And it also gives you the tools and language to talk about it with other people, which is very therapeutic because that's how you find out that you're not the only one who's like dealing with this particular thing. Right. Mm. How do you how do you talk about this kind of stuff with your children? Uh, Well, some of it. I mean, it's interesting. My daughter's 13. So she's now, and she's 13 now. She's always saying, it's such a strange time to be 13. (laughs) She's right. She's you. What a, I wouldn't expect a 13 year old to be like, it's a weird time to be this age. But she's, it's it's complicated. Things are very complicated. And racially, things are so Mm. complicated. And I think, um, in terms of gender, that's why I'm always saying to her, Mike, I, you don't even know the beginning of the gender <laughs> stuff. And so for her, it's definitely she's seeing things kind of erupting everywhere and being mm-hmm. discussed and everybody's very open about things and pushing. And then there are these other people they are trying to push things back, push the genie back in the bottle. You know, yeah. there's that. So we talk. She and I talk about stuff. She talks. My son's nine. We don't. We're not into a lot. But, I, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, also, right. you don't want to be. It, I, I take my lead from her. What does she talk to you about? Race issues are a big deal for her. And gender, she talks about gender identification a lot as well. I think she's she's interested. She's protective of, you know, of people, um, supportive, very excited about how things are changing. Um, but I think, for one thing, I'm biracial and her father's white. Mm-hmm. And she, my mother's black, and she's always been very, very close to my mom. Always mm-hmm. been very, very close to me. So Does this she is just identifies black. 
She does, but, or as mixed, Mm. but she's got blonde hair and blue eyes. And, Mm. you know, she goes to a school that is really, she goes to a public school that's very mixed, Mm. right? So there actually are fewer white people at her school than anything. And in a time where with Black Lives Matter being very, very prominent and with all of the discussions out there, Mm -hmm. I think, and she's very um, activist, kind of, you know, motivated, oriented. Did you have to have a moment with your your husband where you were like, all right, how are we going to handle this? Mm -hmm. But her her wanting to do stuff? Just like, She's going to come into her political identity. I felt like that when she was born and she was blue-eyed. <laughs> you were like, and oh. That hair, talk. We gotta talk. I said, I just know what's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to happen. And, I think, and it's true. And actually, I think I have things that I've written about it because like, I was like, mm. I'm going to write something about this. Wait, what did you write? What did you assume was going to happen? I felt like my daughter is going to be really um, vocal and and kind of probably try to overcompensate for the fact that she looks the way she looks, that she's going to go a little, <laughs> a little far. And, um, and I swear my husband thinks that her first word was our dog's name, Buddha. Mm-hmm. He thinks that was her first word, but I swear, and I'm her mom, I miss, yeah. <laughs> I think her first word was cracker. <laughs> I'm serious. I think that it's a time where she feels like she wants to stand up on the tables and scream, you know, I'm black, I'm black, mm-hmm. and have a say mm-hmm. in the conversation. But because of how she looks, mm-hmm. I think she feels like people don't listen to her or don't take her seriously or there's, she's dismissed. Mm-hmm. There's this kind of dismissed attitude because it's like, well, you're, you know. Yeah. It's like almost like. more privilege than everybody else. Yeah. Does, and so. it's almost like, well, you know, well, you're white. So. Yeah. And she just so doesn't feel like that. Mm. So it's. I think it's a very, and it just amps her up even more, mm-hmm. I believe. Did yeah. your husband think that would happen? No, he wasn't thinking about anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't thinking about anything like that. Although he does feel like, I think he does feel a little bit like the, like the, the, um, animosity they have is she's a you know 13 year old girl and mm-hmm. all that and sometimes it can get really really tense in the house mm. and he definitely gets more of it than I do he gets a lot more of it mm. and he thinks part of it's just like it's because I'm white <laughs> it's not a good time to be a white man he's like it's just not a good time to be a white, white man, man not even safe with well. his own home <laughs> get away from me crap. <laughs> she hasn't pulled that out yet but it's time Oh, my gosh. So was it with the birth of your children that you started to think more about, like, the stories that they're told and, like, what they learned about who they are? Yeah. I When I was pregnant with my daughter, I started that's when I started wondering, what do they teach kids in school? <laughs> <laughs> By the way. I didn't learn a lot. Uh, I was, you know, as I got older, I wasn't even, you know, I was skipping a lot. And I wasn't. So I was like, what do they teach? Smoking cigarettes in the bathroom? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Not yet. <laughs> not yet? Not yet. That was later, no. though. But I. Tracy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good but, um, No, I, I was thinking, I don't know what they teach them. And 
um, you know, I, it's going to be up to me as a parent to supplement some of their education. I total Oops. overwhelming. Oops, I didn't realize. Like, Not that yeah. I'm a parent. I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but you, my baby you, sister. When, like when I was watching her grow up, I was like, "What? What they teach you in history? Yeah, with my <laughs> what'd you learn? <laughs> right? I, I used to get my niece in trouble because so this is during super annoying, like just like newly radicalized, like black. Black Whatever. Tracy. It's like <laughs> black as fuck, Tracy, but like annoying in that way that like um an undergrad student has like a sociology <laughs> class. <laughs> and they oh, think they know everything. Class. Yeah. Yeah. I was see what she works. No. Oh, exactly. Is that the system? Right. What do you oh, mean that's... good morning? Good morning is actually oh. a term rooted in the oppression of black people. Oh. So that was me. And my niece was just this adorable chubby little I don't even know how old you are in like kindergarten or head start whatever it was Mm -hmm. but she would come home and she would come to our house so that her mom could come and get her later and they'd be like okay Tiara what'd you learn today and I remember this one time I'll try to make this quick they were learning about ugh was the worst. They were learning about <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Oh boy. Do you, know. you already know how this went? She was like, I'm like, we were talking about Abraham Lincoln and he freed the slaves and he was so good for black people. And I was like, Well, you go back and you tell your teacher that Abraham Lincoln said that if he could keep the union the United States united without freeing a single slave, he would do that. And she needs to incorporate this <laughs> into the curriculum. Like, yes. Oh she was like, oh, Okay, but she had a really good memory. So I have no doubt really? that she went to school the next day and said it. The whole list. My auntie said <laughs> Oh, I love that. Uh, and then, like, my mother had to tell me to, like, stop. Because her teacher was like, well, tell your aunt, you know, true, but da 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 It she, was wrong, whatever it was. And I was like, no, no. Okay, Tiara, tomorrow. You go to, and my mother, was like, my mother was like, Tracy, you need to chill out. You need to calm down. So I was, I was awful. But I always think it's so, it's fascinating, like, when you, what happens to you, like, once you're woke? You know, like once you start to think about like privilege and oppression and stuff. Yeah. But I, I was, I just went so far left and yeah. just so. I'm sorry to my niece. Mom was <laughs> you kicked out of school. No, that's good. You probably opened her up a little, opened up a little, peak, little part of her brain. I hope so. But she's also been the type that doesn't really want to make waves. And it's okay, I, it's still yeah. there though. But that's still there for her to always. If you're there in mm-hmm. her head, a l- even a little bit, she doesn't even know it's you. And the resources uh-huh. back here in your hair, <laughs> back here in, in, in her hair, in the kitchen, in the kitchen. Is where she is. Right. <laughs> even if that's where you're living for her, if you're back <laughs> in the kitchen, that's fine. Then she is still is in there, so that when she approaches anything, yeah. there's probably a part of her that goes, "Well, what's the other side of that? Let me look yeah. a little further into that." You know what I mean? As opposed to if she's never had that kind of, you know, prompting. I think that's good. Also, maybe I didn't ruin her forever. You're a good auntie. <laughs> oh, good auntie! Yay! Tracy, you're the best auntie. Aw, thank you. Um, I don't know if that's true. Wow. <laughs> Let me not put that out wow. there. Wow. <laughs> See you <Okay>. this <laughs> Um, we have a million more questions for you, but we also know that we will be run out of here on a rail, <laughs> which is honestly a term that I don't fully understand. Like I know what it means, <laughs> but I'm just like, this is a dumb way to like punish somebody. Like anyway, um, if we Google. don't, Google. Google, yes, it's like one of those like okay, Google. <laughs> um, but we have we have to talk about Fresh Prince. Yeah, of course. What's that? <laughs> um, it is a show that changed my life. Oh, um. 
For the better. For the better. <laughs> yes. Some terrible decisions based on that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Listen, that one time I did the Carlton dance on a roof, that Oof. was ill advised. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually do that. Um, so we have a segment that we call Pew Pew Pew. Pew Pew Pew. Pew Pew Pew. pew. These are finger guns because okay. this is our rapid fire question. I didn't know what Pew 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 was until <laughs> I know, did the gun. Nobody ever does. <laughs> it's like Pew Pew Pew. Yeah. I know. It's like, yeah. Everybody's like, like stinky, stinky pew. Yeah, it's like, I did not sign on. Pew for Pew Pew. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, rapid fire questions. We always intend them to be rapid. We always go off on a tangent here or there. So, you know, take your time. Work yeah. through it. But this is going to be all Fresh Prince themed, right? Okay. So, as soon as Tracy said this, I was like, wow, got to talk about it. <laughs> Do you think Carlton would have been a Trump supporter? That's where I wanted to start. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> a very special Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> Um, no, no, that would have been a two-parter. I think the writers would have made that a two-parter because, yes, he would have been in part one. Mm-hmm. Part two, something would have happened. And then he comes on home. Where he said, yeah. <laughs> there you go. He comes back to the And ancestors. he gives his hat back to someone. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. America's still great as it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so there was an episode where Trump was actually mm. there. Oh my God! Yeah, wow. So you've you there's been met... so much. I've been watching so much pop culture where he randomly pops up. Yeah, I was watching sex matches the... and shit. Like what Even are you doing? Matches. And which one? Which one? Uh, What'd you say? Donald Trump was in like an episode of like uh, WWF Raw or something. That where I like... saw he shaved some guy's head or something. Uh, no. What oh, maybe that? that's a different appearance. He's yeah, been multiple times. he has been on. Yeah, um, wrestling. Right. I saw something where he, they, I think they shaved someone's head or something. Oh, oh, Vince McMahon. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yes. I um, saw him like on Sex in the, the City. I didn't know he was There's on like there. a Golden Girls joke about it. I was like, no, no, he's everywhere. He was oh my everywhere. god. Well, I knew that. He, I knew he was on this show. I remember. I was, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't remember anything about it. I don't remember. You know, it was a lot of the shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, in lot. all of the pop culture moments, he's just like a signifier for money. That's exactly. Or yeah. New York, I guess, with Sex in the York City. Or money. It was New yeah, York, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. New York money. Sure. In our case, it was money. It was just a thing of money while he mm-hmm. was on the show. And I saw some people were playing some clip of um, Tatiana of Ashley having an interaction with him. I didn't even think to look anything up. I just Mm. figured, oh, when he was there, they had this interaction. And then somebody sent me something, and it was me having an interaction with him. (gasps) Oh, no. Like video of it? Or just yeah, picture. no, I oh spoke to him. <laughs> so what did you talk about? I don't know. I panicked when I saw it. I don't know. I mean, burn these now. I said something like, you look, oh, you look something about him looking more richer in person or something. I can't do Hillary right now, but it was something about looking, you look even richer in person. Something stupid. Wow. But I had a panic attack. Oh I saw it. I spoke to him. He looked in my face. <laughs> I mean, you could not have known. Right. No, no, no one predicted. No, no. no one could have known. No one, no one yes. can fault you for that. You're oh, safe. God. You're okay. Uh, speaking of cameos, in the 90s when TV was black as fuck, because mm. there were black shows, like you could choose like, what black like show And people act like that didn't happen. Like, we it remember totally that. Happened. Well, when we were living it, we didn't feel like it was like tons of black shows. We didn't think that's that true, way. That's but true. Now, but we had no idea where things were going. Exactly. So now that yeah. we're in like the wasteland, we're just yeah. like, ah, oh, the good old days. Remember when you could watch Moesha or Homeboys in Outer Space? <laughs> oh my God, Homeboys in Outer Space. Those are my friends. I know that, right? <laughs> you know the Homeboys in Outer Space? Tell them we said what's up. Oh my God. So speaking of cameos, we were talking recently about all of the great like R and B and hip hop music cameos that would happen on these shows. Yeah, right? it was so such a got, thing. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely a thing. There was Tevin Campbell on Fresh Prince, which is like the the thing that I think of first. Tupac. Tupac was on a different world. He was on Fresh Biggie Prince was too. On Martin. No, Tupac wasn't. Oh, just kidding. 
Oh. <laughs> that never happened. She's adorbs. <laughs> um, so what? Belle Biv DeVoe was. Yes, Ooh. the video. I was trying to be in the video. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. What was your um, favorite Fresh Prince cameo? Okay. Ooh. I loved. I, I, there, we had so many. We had so mm-hmm. many. Tom Jones. Ooh. Do you remember the Tom yes. Jones? Yeah. Yes. Not Tom Jones. You, you want to be loved by anyone. I see um, that literally every day. She does. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unnerving. That one was I had to get I had to get a Polaroid with, with Tom Jones. Oh. That, was, that was very cool. Um uh Jaja Gabor. <laughs> was on Jaja was on and she let me wear her ring all day. Oh, Mind you, it was cubic zirconia. But, <laughs> but it was still like a $2,500 ring from her collection. It was like a big, fat square. And I was never into diamonds or anything. And it was yeah. this big, pink square. Ooh, and I wore it all day. And she's like, oh, mm. darling, you go ahead. Do it. She let me oh my God, put I it on me, let Jaja. me wear it all day. I was like, oh, yes. So we just lost Jaja. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. Those were those were some some big ones. We had I was real excited about um, George Clinton, but he ended up not being Wait. on the show. Oh, I was gonna say I don't remember this episode. <laughs> we had a table read. Didn't go very well. Wait, oh, what shit, happened? What you George wasn't back on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> how badly could it have gone? No, it was what? a dra- We were all so excited. Everybody was just like, "Oh my God, George Clinton's here." So was he and just not good at like? He just wasn't really. You couldn't hear him. I mean, he was doing <laughs> <a> table reading. <laughs> couldn't hear him and I don't know what ended up happening I don't know if he wasn't into it ultimately or if they just said George maybe this isn't the right script for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened Dang. but wow. it was a really bizarre table read where he was you, know, you could hardly <laughs> oh hear anything God. I still want and this then to happen. <laughs> came back and he was not there Dang. So that was kind of um, Sherman Hemsley who played you know speaking of the Jeffersons uh-huh. who played um, the judge the, he played the judge, um, the mentor to uh, Uncle Phil. Oh yes, he had I a few this. shows, mm-hmm. and I loved him. I mm-hmm. loved was he super him. nice in person? Such a nice guy. He I had a birthday so nice. party, um, one day a joint birthday party with my friend. We used to have them all the time because our birthday is the same week, and it was at some like restaurant or club or something. And they gave me a phone call like at the beginning of the party. Somebody called me, and I ran over, and it was Sherman Hemsley. Oh. It's not that we were best friends or something, yeah. <laughs> but he called and said, I can't come to the party, but Aww. I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Because <laughs> he was on tour with the Jeffersons. Like, they were, like, doing they some on tour. <laughs> Do you know, I guess Wait. they tour and do things together. <laughs> the Jeffersons on tour. Like, the musical. The Jeffersons on ice. <laughs> would watch. I would see it. Would watch. I would go twice. Disney call us. <laughs> but, yeah, he was really, and he was really interesting is because, you know, he the, the Jeffersons ran for 12 years. Mm. And then he was on Amen for like I loved you Amen. know five six loved years it. or something. Amen had the best theme song, Black Amen. Choir. Yes, sing it. Turn on the light from heaven. Right. Shine on me. Yep. See, you don't know it at all. Oh, she's, oh, she's yes. a baby. Yes, yes. But um, but after even after all of that, and he would come on our show, and it was one of those things where backstage mm. he was still you, you couldn't talk to him backstage because mm. he was. He was nervous, Aww, getting ready to go on. And I was so like, charming. "Wow, he's been he's been doing this for so long, yeah. and he's still he's so invested." But and you're George Jefferson. And you're George <laughs> Jefferson, and then you'd go out there after being nervous on the side. He'd go out there and, and tear it up it. and do stuff that he hadn't done in rehearsal. Just mm. like um, he was so good. Aww. I loved him. And he was wanna, so sweet. I want to be George Jefferson. 
I'm going to start walking like you this. You can't. <laughs> Tomorrow. Just don't say anything. That's great. an excellent impression, Tracy. <laughs> I buy it. Just from I the literally s- just wave my arms behind my back. <laughs> That's all you got to do. The gate is correct. The gate. I Good word. It. I see it. I okay, see it. gate. I see you. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Speaking of cameos. Ooh. Word what? up. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's cameo. She's I too young. It. Like yeah. you said. Again, I'm, I'm five. I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb it down for me, guys. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, one of my favorite of Hillary's uh, uh, boyfriends, or just like dates, mm-hmm. was Don Cheadle. Okay. <laughs> Ice Trey. <laughs> I forgot his name. Ice, Ice Trey. Trey. Can I say for two seconds that I have tweeted some very inappropriate things at Don Cheadle? I know you have, <gasps> Tracy. Oh I know you God. have. <laughs> he is fine. He is fine. In your defense, he is fine. I think I called him once, possibly twice. <laughs> I'm listening. I think I called him... <clears throat> something to the effect of you <laughs> can't say it you oh. big old piece of chocolate hallelujah sex oh my god oh man right what hour early <laughs> well, you're, well you're drinking right now so okay. it was probably in the morning <laughs> I probably 11. woke up and I was like you know what I need to do I need to talk to Don <laughs> I, <called Dawn. laughs> I didn't call him some hallelujah <laughs> sex I'm sorry go ahead <laughs> I don't remember my question oh um, uh, Ice Tray. Uh, Ice Tray, yes. Who were some of your favorite of Hillary's dates? That was definitely, yeah. that was definitely, <laughs> that was so much fun. And Don and I were friends at the time, too, so I knew him. So it was really like, in the show, it was like the fifth episode. Mm. So mm. that was really fun and really exciting um, to be able to do. And it was it was so fun to act with him. Are you, are um, you still friends with Don Gito? <laughs> I, I, Tracy I, wants to know. No, I don't know him. I don't know where he is. Oh, damn <laughs> I don't know. I was going to ask Sorry. you to text him. It's okay. It's Sorry. Fine. It's for the um, best. And we think, um, well, I mean, I'm trying to think, because there were a lot of there were a lot of people. Malcolm Jamal Warner was in there, oh, yeah. um, yeah. Philip Morris. But I mean, hands down, Brian Stokes Mitchell, Trevor, mm. Trevor, Trevor, yes, Trevor is the best. Will you Trevor? <laughs> it's black. That's traumatic. It, you know and what they did to it was really traumatic. <laughs> I mean, when I've seen it now, I go, that was really nasty. That's a lot. That, we did. that was that was crazy to do. And when we did it, <laughs> it really was. They gave us they, they gave us a lot. They made us look at the TV. The and I rewatched the TV. You know, we're all watching the TV. Uh-huh. Well, really, on that monitor was him jumping off the bungee that they show, mm-hmm. and then the TV goes black. Uh-huh. So we're watching that, but as we were doing it. Um, in the daytime before the audience came in to, at night because you, you run through the whole thing in the day and then you do it at night really fast mm-hmm. with the audience there. The sound people were having fun so every time he would land <laughs> they were doing a different sound effect. <laughs> like, so somebody would like bite into an apple. <laughs> you know, when, and we had to keep straight faces and then something would like splatter. I mean oh every time God. it was like a different nasty sound and we were all just it would be like crunch like just different how many times did you have to do it? I don't remember, but I remember we went through a few nasty sounds. Uh, just like trying to keep keep a straight face. Wow. <laughs> They're having fun. <laughs> I feel like they don't we don't really do sitcoms like in the same kind of scale of like audience like energy. It's, it can be fun. That stuff can we did after we had the earthquake. The, we had a big earthquake in LA. Mm. And so when we came back and there were like lots of aftershocks and everybody was shaken. Right, mm-hmm. everybody's all freaked oh, out. It. <laughs> <laughs> so then we we came back to work and we uh, we uh, who were we messing with the director? Mm-hmm. I think it was the director. And everybody, so all the can all of us downstairs because the director's up in a booth watching everything on mm-hmm. the cameras. So we 
um, with the all we had a queue with the camera people. They were going to start shaking the, the camera, <laughs> so all they would see up in the booth was all the shaking, and all of us were like, you know, we're doing, we're moving around. It was so fun, and then you could do stuff like that, and the time that Alfonso with the audience when he ran around the audience. Did you guys ever see yes. that? Yes. Oh my gosh, when that he is was? my he, favorite. He thinks that he. Help, helped kill Nia Long somehow. Yes. I forgot. Something what the, like that. I'm listening. So something <laughs> by leaving her somewhere and that she died. Will yeah. make Will make to get him back. Will makes him think that he killed her. <laughs> and so he's oh like, my gosh. Ah, and he screams. He just has a black funeral fit. He just he runs goes, yes. all around the <laughs> I've never audience. Heard that was <laughs> That's good. He runs out of the kitchen around yes. the back and he comes up coming up through the college elevator <laughs> down the living room stairs like, like crawls across the, the kitchen floor drags himself oh, across the, the kitchen crawl. floor so that good. drag the, the drag. drag crawl is iconic it's the drag the drag <laughs> crawl <laughs> that one that is really good anyways that was one of the funniest moments oh my gosh so we read somewhere that you and a certain Will Smith were banned from Roscoe. Oh, <laughs> oh, as someone who was almost banned from an underground railroad museum, well, very interested in the story. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't quite like that. We weren't. We weren't banned from like Roscoe's didn't tell us you can't come in here anymore. Uh-huh. It wasn't exactly like that, and it okay. wasn't just me and Will. It was me, so everyone was Will, banned from Roscoe. <laughs> no, but it wasn't. <laughs> James, all of us. No, what happened was. What happened was, the first year on the show, we were at KTLA, which is really close to Roscoe's, and we used to go at lunch, and we come back, and we couldn't work. Because <laughs> 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 we had gone to Roscoe's, so we were just like lying around the chairs. So I had the, the itis. Yeah, and they'd be like, okay, get us to get up to you know, like, we might like, ate two pounds okay. of waffles. Yeah. <laughs> we could not get up. And when we did, we just dragged. We were just like, <laughs> and they're like trying to get us to have energy. And we were just, and then we somebody inevitably would have lemon heads. I don't know why. Wow. And we would eat lemon heads. Lemon heads and chicken and waffles. <laughs> and then that was, and because they were mad at us, the lemon heads would give us the giggles. <laughs> What? Because of all the sugar, I guess. Oh. We would get the giggles. So we were like lethargic and giggling and laughing and not cooperating. And they were like, that's it. <laughs> oh, so that's it, was, it. it was like the producers who it were was like, the director and producer. The to... director was mad at us. Oh, I Jeff thought Roscoe like... came out of the kitchen and was like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe. Hey, what you're not going to do around him? I don't know why Roscoe says <laughs> The Roscoe. Don't get it twisted. The oh, Roscoe. It's Roscoe. <laughs> Oh, I recognize it. Yes, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, no, it wasn't actually Roscoe's that kicked us out. <laughs> so as we were saying, I feel like Hillary Banks is like epitome of bougie. Yes, and like bougie. When I'm trying to give finest. people an example of bougie, <laughs> she's what I point to. Hmm. You know. So Who when else? so when the Migos came out with the song "Bad and Bougie." Mm-hmm. In which they spelled bougie with like some J's <laughs> and too many Okay, E's. so I feel like there's like a conversation about how you spell bougie. Yes. And like, if you are like a journalist, you'd spell it like bourgeoisie. <laughs> with the R? With the like a full French word. Oh, okay. And then like, Migos came out with bougie with like two E's and a J. Yeah. That wasn't even in Wait, consideration. Wait, they spell it B-O. Hold on, sorry. We don't Gotta even, get this right. I can't. Whole, you know how the youth is, just putting extra letters and shit. I just shit. feel like it's really easy, right? Wait, how do, how you, do you spell, spell it? bougie? Is my question. B O U G I E. Right, accurate. That's what I say. I'm a good speller. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know letters and words. Um, (laughs) I am one of the, I don't know if this is rare, but I put an R in there. B-O-U-R-G-I-E. Which is wrong. So did you? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I can't get over that R with it. If you do the whole thing, I can handle it. But if you just do the abbreviated with the R, it's just Bergy. (laughs) Bergy? I'm not going to say Tracy's a little Bergy. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, no, I'm holding on to my R. Do you? Ah, It has an R in it. Hey. Oh, wait. <laughs> did you did you identify with any of Hillary's like bougie tendencies? Yeah, do you identify as bougie or bougie? A bougie set. <laughs> you one know, person set. I didn't. I didn't. But I do look back sometimes. And I'm a little embarrassed <laughs> wait, by some talk behavior. To us. Talk to us. No, I mean I. You know, I shopped a lot. That's so okay. Loud. But I mean, when I was you... making money back then. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh, hey, I let's go to Barney's. We go to Barney's and go shop and have lunch. That's what I would do if I had money. But I guess I just, I look back and I feel like I was a little, um, I, I wasn't like her, but I feel like I was a little mm-hmm. frivolous. I was, you know, I was younger and they just were like, the best of the best. And I was having access. a good time. Now yeah. there's another category that is what my friends call bougetto. Oh. <laughs> and like hybrids the in there. <laughs> now it, it, and that would be. So you are somehow both highbrow and lowbrow. Are you really going to be talking about bougetto without giving reference to the Nelly song. What is the Nelly song? Oh my God! <laughs> I feel embarrassed. What's happening? Is there an R in Nelly? What is the Nelly song? Chase, she got you. That was the roast hand proper. In my own home. I'm just like, you got it. You got it. You can now go into my refrigerator without asking permission. <laughs> this is your house this now. This is your this house year. as well. It's cool. <laughs> Nelly had a song called Bougetto. Bougetto, that means she bougie and ghetto. Bougie cause her shoes are long, cost a grand. Ghetto cause she cuts too much and talk with her hands. She says she don't yeah, know. that's Bougetto. If it ain't ghetto, bougie, baby. <laughs> da, 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 da. I, I gotta give my props to Nelly. I am so sorry. Oh, and there was, I don't think there was an honor. I feel like the <laughs> an example of it is like Moscato. <laughs> Moscato? Is Moscato Bougetto? I think so. Mm. It's like a, it's an ostensibly high end product that is marketed towards Black people. Oh, is it, a high, it, is it a high end? Uh, uh, meaning so, like a like a dessert wine. There is this theory that so like a luxury product, I guess, if it's done right, a not right, not the CVS version. Yeah, first of all, don't sleep on CVS. You know barefoot, what? Barefoot, I'm I, <laughs> <laughs> I live with a barefoot. Okay, I love barefoot. But there's a stereotype that Black people love Moscato. Because we've never advanced beyond Moscato. <laughs> so what do you mean? Yeah. Okay. What is the advance of Moscato? Just like a, this, all of the other white wines. You got dry whites. You got Cabernets. I just Wait, think it's effective red. marketing. That's, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I just think no, it's I was effective say, marketing. No. I don't think black like people thing. love Prosecco. I think black people are predominantly marketed See, to I, for Prosecco. I don't know that that's true. Prosecco, okay. I feel like, is something that's pushed towards white folks. Moscato is like, oh, here, here y'all go. Is it bubbling? Moscato is not bubbly. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, Nikki had a Moscato. Nikki, Mus- Nikki Moscato has a lot of Moscato. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have lost track of the question. Hey, <laughs> what are we it's talking about? about? Moscato. <laughs> I think it's time to wrap up. Okay, we will continue this conversation when you come back, which I hope you will. I would love to. Yes, this was fun. Uh, Next time I'll have something to drink if it's ooh. as long as it's not brown. We got you, oh, girl. How, how, do you, how do you feel about a gin? Ooh. Mm. 
I'll do it. We're we are venturing into gin based we're drinks. Into gin. We're venturing is what it. I'm saying. It scares me still. <laughs> okay, Ooh, but same. I but I'll just be scared. No, no, no. We can I'll hold hands and do it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> we can jump the broom together, guys. <laughs> Karen Parsons, you are a delight and a half. This was fun. It was so much Thank fun. You. Where can people find you and where can they find out more information about Sweet Blackberry? Sweet Blackberry, sweetblackberry.org. Mm-hmm. And you can find out more information about the organization and you can reach me there too. And you're also on the Twitter, as we understand. Yeah, and on Facebook. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and we are doing our Instagram slowly but surely. <laughs> hey, slowly but surely. Yeah. Trying, I'm trying. And what should people check out on Netflix. Oh, yes. I'm so terrible. We got this stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, right now the Sweet Blackberry <laughs> films are all available to be streamed on Netflix. So if you go to look up Sweet Blackberry and we have Oh God, we've got um, the journey of Henry Box Brown. We spoke about Henry mm-hmm. Box Brown. That's very narrated by narrated in very small box. <laughs> don't get in it at the museum. Don't, yeah. don't be a Tracy. Alfred Woodard. <laughs> Al, Alfred Woodard narrated that one. We have uh, Queen Latifah narrated Garrett's Gift, which is also available. And Chris Rock narrated the um, Dancing in the Light, the Janet Collins story, the story of the first black prima ballerina. Which they're all available on Netflix for streaming. So if you want some educational animated material and for your fun. children, children. <laughs> For the children. For the children. the children. That's good, though. That covers all ages. Exactly. All ages. Yeah. Everybody's a killer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Everybody. you for coming on this journey with us. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Shall we shall we just dive into my war against Uber drivers? Yes, but first, drivers? can we play our funky theme song? Because I really miss it for what had happened with. Oh, shit. Yes, I forgot about that. Gene song. Gray, drop us. Drop us. Set us down really gingerly, please. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to break a ball. Play the drop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what happened was. Um, I should preface this by saying that Nicole of Nicole's Nicky Nick has this theory. I don't know that I agree with it all the way, but she has a theory that when I've had a couple of adult beverages in my system, okay, <laughs> that I turn into what she calls, and I quote, super nigga feminist. Um, what is that? What mean? is that, you asking? <laughs> that was the exact question I had, too. And so basically her description. I like it already, but. Oh, I put it in my Twitter bio the next day. <laughs> it's there right now. But um, according to her, once I've had a couple of drinks, I become even more sensitive to men just talking to me crazy mm. and just doing all kind of whatever, you know? So you turn into the superhero you wish you could be in real life. Yeah. But whenever I'm like, okay, I'm now in a pugnacious mood because I've been drinking the brown liquors. Uh-huh. I only pugnacious. get into it's a good word, right? <laughs> I only get into tips with men. And okay. recently it's been Uber drivers for some reason. Oh Lord. Also, let me clarify that in only one of these tips I was a little tipsy. Um, that's a factor in one of the stories. I'm gonna start okay. <laughs> with um, a situation where I'm just minding my black ass business. As I'm one in does. a lift, <laughs> as one does. I'm flying to North Carolina for Ooh. the um, Ida B. Wells. I always want to say Ida Bay Wells, but the Ida Bay Wells residency that I was doing in Wake Forest. Hi, Wake Forest. I miss you guys. And it was minding my business. Mm-hmm. We were fly- I was flying out of. 
JFK, LaGuardia. LaGuardia is the shitty one, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, so I was flying out of LaGuardia. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to need to tell him, like, what terminal or whatever. And it just so happens that as I pull out my phone to look at, my, like, all of my pre-check, whatever, he's like, what terminal is it? And I was like, oh, I'm looking it up to see. And it took me a minute because Delta didn't include which terminal in, like, my little, like, check-in, like, my little e-ticket or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta do the Googles and figure out which terminal mm-hmm. Delta flies out of. Turns out they fly out of three terminals. Okay. So I then had to Google the exact flight information. <sighs> it was a stress. Thing, right? <laughs> right. It's just, like, tedious and laborious, but completely doable as somebody who works for the Internet <laughs> and knows how Google works and also knows how an airport terminal works. Mm-hmm. So... I live tweeted this whole thing that happened. What happened was... Wait, you're tweeting as you're searching. <laughs> yes. And, like, the whole time and, like, the thing that, like, really annoyed me even more is that still in the back of my head, like, my good, like, demure little Southern, like, he's just trying to be nice, like, don't offend him, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. That shit kicks in at random in my life. Usually when I don't need it to, but, it, like, it kicked in then and I was just like, oh, you know what? He's just trying to help. Let me be patient. He's going to shut the fuck up eventually when he <laughs> realizes that I'm a 35-year-old woman <laughs> who knows how to use the internet. <laughs> it's important because, like, the level of mansplaining that he did was mm. just, like, nuts. So I would like to do a dramatic reading, Ooh, if you're okay with this. I would. Of the live tweets. Oh, my. So that you can really capture my rage Please, in the moment. Please, play by play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first tweet about this incident is in all capital letters. So I was already fed up. Mm-hmm. I was already over it. My fucking Lyft driver keeps explaining to me what a goddamn airport terminal is, and I am going to flip. (laughs) He's giving me tips I don't need, and I keep telling him I fly several times a month for work. This is my third flight in as many weeks. Mm. It's my second flight from LaGuardia, but he just keeps explaining and explaining and explaining. Quote, Google Delta Terminal LGA. End quote. That's what he told me. In capital letters. I did that and there's three different terminals. I said that twice. So I explained it again and he explains to me again that if this were JFK, we'd only need the airline name because they work differently. So airports often require different types of approaches when you go to them because they're different. Is a thing that he thought I did not know even after I told him this is my third airplane in like four days. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, that's real. That's real. So I'm trying to Google, right? I'm trying to like shut him out enough and Mm. calm my inner rage enough. (laughs) And then you know what he says? He says, do you have 411? No. Yes. And I looked at him crazy because first of all, who uses 411? And I was like, no, sir, just give me a second. And like I put a little bass in my voice at that point, right? Because I'm (laughs) finally getting pissed off enough to let him know it. And the thing that I really didn't appreciate it is that like I couldn't let him know exactly how pissed off I was Mm. because he's got my life in this 200, this two ton hunk of metal and steel. Yeah, that's why I literally never talk in cars. Yeah, it's a good practice to not do that. (laughs) But as soon as I like put some bass in my voice, he was like, oh, okay, I'm just trying to help. Oh, you know, I believe in you. You can do it. I believe in you. He said, I believe in you. Uh. Right. (laughs) And I was just like, uh, and I was so mad. And so then I asked a question on Twitter that Mm -hmm. ruined my mentions for three or four days because there were so many responses. And this question was, women, what's the most frustrating thing you've ever had mansplain to you? For three (laughs) days, I couldn't see anybody else's responses (laughs) because... 
Yo. Everybody was just like, just yesterday. <laughs> let me tell you about what happened. And I thought it was really interesting that the things that men, that people were saying that men tend to mansplain the most are things they never even experienced, like childbirth and mm. being pregnant and having a period and like birth control and shit. They do be talking like they like they just know. Like they just know. I was trying to find like the best ones, but they're all like <laughs> they're, they're all, all trash. They're all trash. All she there was this woman who was like, um, I wrote a book and this man was trying to like explain something using evidence from my book. And she was like, I literally wrote the book on this. <laughs> literally. Imagine being able to say that. So Rebecca Solnit wrote an essay about this very thing, like literally writing a book. And having a man explain it to her. The essay is called (laughs) Men Explain Things to Me. But there were so many other women who also wrote actual books where they had to research shit for years, publish them only to have men on like panels and shit explain their own shit to them. Just say, wait. And it's like you are a man who's thinking, I've never done that. You are wrong. Yes. I, there's also a thing I like to point men to, Mm -hmm. which is how often they interrupt women. Mm. Without noticing it, uh, there there was this this article in the cut about like how the Obama the women in the Obama administration mm-hmm. tried to like raise each other's voices. Mm. I remember and they that called it amplifying. Yeah, so it'd be like you say something, and then of course you're drowned out by all one the all the men in the room, and them claiming credit for the idea you might have just said. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you're like, I I want to further think through what Tracy yeah. was suggesting. Yeah, I love when that. she said this this this, and then. You know, Mm -hmm. Eric over here (laughs) claim credit for it, (laughs) Uh, but not exactly that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We should we should make that a a thing that more people do. Yes. Amplifying. Also, I want to empower and encourage women to let men know when they interrupt them. Right. Like, oh, I wasn't finished, but you go ahead. You're like, oh, let it be known. We all noticed. (laughs) Right. You know, that awkward thing that you do in meetings sometimes when like you're trying to like speak, but somebody's speaking the same. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I didn't. Oh, no, no. <laughs> like just do that and look real crazy a few times. <laughs> you yes, know? look Let crazy a few times. Yeah. Let them know. Um, okay, so my second lift story is actually a lot shorter and less infuriating, but still infuriating. And it was also just really, really weird. So I was leaving some place, some bar. Okay. Just another bar. And my lift driver comes, you know, he's he's a dude. Completely average, okay. which I appreciate it. I have been drinking. I didn't mind chit chatting. I've been drinking, right? And he's trying to get them five stars. So he was all, <laughs> he was also DTC, as they say. What down to chat? No, <laughs> no. Listen, I won't even allow that for myself. No, it's not gonna happen, Tracy. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I get in the car. His name is like Antonio or some shit. He is one of those like racially ambiguous light skins who could be literally <laughs> anything, right? We get to chit-chat. No, where are you from? From Kentucky, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I think he asked about my ethnic background or something. And so I asked him about I was just like, oh, I'm black. <laughs> but I asked him what he was. He said he's white, black, and Jamaican. And I said, oh, you separate the black and the Jamaican. And he was like, yeah. So I don't trip over that. I was just like, oh, that's interesting. But I asked him about it because I've heard of like I've never heard of that happening with Jamaicans and so I asked about it I can't remember his exact response but it made me go Aww. you know because it was it was disparaging against the idea of being just like generally black right 
I was like, all right. And that led to a conversation about like blackness and who's black and who isn't. And Yo, you be going through it in your lips. I know. <laughs> it's like a sociology semester. I know. <laughs> and see, this is this is the story in which the super nigga feminist comes out. Oh because my God. Had I been Sorry, I about sober, <laughs> regular nigga feminist <laughs> instead of super nigga feminist, I probably would have changed the subject mm-hmm. or just like not spoken anymore. But I was like, oh, no, really? you're going to get the sociology What do you mean degree? by that? What is this supposed to mean? <laughs> and so eventually, like, we are we are going at it, right? Like, I'm speaking. What is the argument, though? I can't remember because I was drunk. <laughs> But I was right is what I know. Okay. And when I say going at it, not like yelling and screaming, but I'm like talking very, very quickly. And I'm just like, you know, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> you know, like the, it was, I was, I you was in like it. in the you zone. I was in the zone and he just kept saying really, really dumb shit. And so I got to the point where I was like, well, listen, America's racist as fuck. Mm-hmm. If you are two quarters Belgian and like 5% black or whatever, if you look black, if you read as black, when you get pulled over, the cops are just going to see another nigga. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, see, that's the problem with black people. Just thinking about yourself as being niggers. Mm. And I was like, okay, real quick. <laughs> let, let me. Oh, that was unfortunate. Let me. This is what you should not have done. And I was when like. keeping it real goes wrong. At this moment, Antonio realized <laughs> he done fucked up. <laughs> and so I was like, well, let's have a conversation about the word nigger because I'm I'm very He said familiar. the full ER? Yes. Oh. Yes. I was like, okay. We feeling froggy now. Listen. <laughs> and like he also just had this air about him that just like, ugh. Like, he, he like, chortled a lot. No! Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like, I would say something. Oh, I hate a chortle refu- in the wild. I <laughs> oh, hate it. But I would say something challenging or refuting him, and he'd be like, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to leap out of that backseat and just, like, hit his face with all of my fingernails, like, I feel like there's a really patronizing way that black non-Americans talk about black Americans. Yeah. That, like, will come out in a fucking chortle. Yes. Especially in an Uber at midnight, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Also at those hours. Right. So that's my twofer. Oh, Tracy. Join me next time for another episode of Tracy Didn't Got in a Fight with another Lyft driver. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's going to happen again very soon. Let's buy some rounds. You go first. Tracy McGee. Wait. I'd like to buy a round for your Snapchat. (gasps) Is it getting better? Because I think I'm really bad at Snapchat. No, you're getting so much better. Okay, first of all, tell me why she has personas. (laughs) 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 I like turn on Snapchat. I'm the kind of person who like checks Snapchat and Twitter like in the morning, whatever, you Uh know? One day, just browsing through my phone, <laughs> and I see like a three-part entry to her new character, Young What Healthy Foods, Young Healthy Snack, Young Whole Foods. <laughs> so, Young Healthy Snack is, uh, you know, just a woman about the world. Excuse me, I thought it was snacks. I think I think it's because I said snacks earlier. So we just pennies. We're, <laughs> we're just getting to know each other. But you know, she's just moving through the world, trying to live her life. You know. She recognizes that it's hard for a black woman, and sometimes she's just trying to try to keep the body together and not falling <laughs> yes. apart. So she got to eat a eat a healthy snack sometimes. Right. So the way this came about actually is because I was at home and there are so many snacks in the kitchen, but I was like, I'm gonna be healthy and eat an apple, <laughs> and I wanted some fanfare. I was like. <laughs> I deserve I feel a you tape I made a good decision. Right. Where is my confetti? <laughs> Where are the balloons? So you created your own on Snapchat. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 
You and Kelby snacked. It was delightful. I was like, I want to hype myself up while I'm eating an apple. Do it. Look at me. <laughs> I'm eating an apple. <laughs> Swag me out. Yeah. I did that last night. I felt great. See, should have hit the Snapchat with it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Make it real. Make it real. Um, but yes, your your Snapchat is a delight. Oh, this means a lot to me because I take all of my Snapchat like clues and hints and tips from you. That's wild because there's no young healthy snacks on my <laughs> my account at all. Well, you know, it's like when you sing a song and then the American Idol judges are like, but make it your own. <laughs> That's what I try to I do. I see you, Tracy. I see you. <laughs> Making it your own. Okay. You know. What's your Snapchat again, Tracy? I think it's Tracy.face. <laughs> you decided to switch that one up for some reason? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> she not broke on Snapchat. Ooh, she young healthy snack on Snapchat. <laughs> she out here living. Ain't got time for broke. An abundance of wealth. Too busy eating fruits <laughs> and vegetables. Yes. Bam. Trace.face. Um, Tracy.face. Tracy.face. I'm yes. never going to remember this. <laughs> but I already follow you. Okay. Um, so my round I'm really excited about. Because this round involves someone that you and I both know. Ooh. Someone who has been on the show. Ooh. Um, he is a investigative reporter. Ooh. Here at BuzzFeed. He shared with us a reported story that he did around the anniversary of uh, Hurricane Katrina. It was really, really great. His name is Albert Samaha. And uh, he is one of the most positive people I've ever met. Facts. In my life. Mm. Like, he sees the good in everything. He does. To the point. Oh, Albert. I know. And then it's really, like, rubbed off on me, right? Because, like, okay, and here's the, here's the point that I'm getting to. So something that he does a lot is he uses the phrases I like and I love at least, like, 20 times, like, an hour. Mm. Because he just, like, points out things that he likes mm. that are around him. Me, I'm like, oh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand this. First of all, why? First of all, what is this? You know, just like. But, also, how dare you? Yeah. But yeah. those are like words that are just not in his like lexicon at all. Mm. Um, so I started a list probably like a few months ago called oh. Things Albert Likes. Oh. And every time he says, I like or I oh love something, God. I write it down. Oh, my God. And literally when I'm feeling just like a piece of shit, which I have been lately, mm. I just like, he makes it a point to name things that he likes. And it's like, why Why are you even thinking about this? Like, mm. who thinks about who thinks about these things? I feel like this will only make sense with the proper um, illustration. So I would like to read from this list of things Albert likes. Maybe about five things, just completely at random. I like driving through New York with jazz playing. Mm-hmm. Chances oh, are we were not so talking Albert. about driving or jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I like the character, like in a movie or something, of the bartender who knows everything. Mm. I like grizzly bears. I love brick buildings. I love radishes. I love clock towers. I like good parks. I love a good pico, as in pico de gallo. <laughs> I like aloe. I like rice wines. I love euphemisms for stuff. <laughs> I love sauces. I like functionality. Yo, shout out to sauces. Hey, condiments and shit. Shout out to sauces. Takes your shit to the next level. This is the cutest list I've ever heard. And it really makes me feel better when I feel like a piece of shit. I love that you can just watch TV on your computer now. <laughs> Yo, that shit is fired. <laughs> right. That's dope. I know. So shout out to Albertson Maha. Shout out to just positivity and people who remind you mm. to just like notice shit around you that you enjoy versus picking out things that you hate, which is really a thing. Like I say the words I don't like far more than I say I like just mm. like in the course of a day. Like I don't like avocados just randomly. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Shout out to positive people. I don't know how y'all do it. 
<laughs> it's crazy because you are the, this person for me. I get tired, though. This one never gets tired. Albert hmm. Samaha is just always like, I, I love foam things and studio walls or whatever. Hmm. I love I love these microphones have little caps on them. They look like hats. You know? Credits. Credits. Heaven, we did it. Crazy, we made it. Hey. hey. That song never gets old. Never. Thank you to... <laughs> To Karen Parsons, um, a.k.a. Miss Hillary Banks, a.k.a. Miss Daddy, I need $300. <laughs> Daddy. Follow Karen Parsons at Karen underscore Parsons, and her first name is spelled K-A-R-Y-N, because she fancy, and okay. also classy. <laughs> also. Um, and check out Sweet Blackberry at sweetblackberry.org. Shout out to the Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Oh, with the little fade out at the end. You're getting too fancy for me. The student has become the teacher. This episode was produced by Nina Patak and Julia Ferlin with editorial oversight from Eleanor Kagan and Meg Kramer. A shout out to our in-house music producers, Miss Jean Gray. You can follow her on Twitter at Jean Greasy and Don Will of the Almighty Tanya Morgan, which is a rap group that you should check out. You can follow him on Twitter at Don Will. You can follow Heaven on Twitter at Heaven Rants. And you can follow me at Broken Poverty. And you can follow Young Healthy Snack on Snapchat <laughs> at Tracy.Face. <laughs> yes, do it. And you can follow Another Round on other things. You can follow us on Twitter at Another Round. You can follow us on Facebook at Another Round. You can send us an email to anotherroundatbuzzfeed.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. You can do that at buzzfeed.com slash anotherround slash newsletter. It is the bomb. We got merch. We got t-shirts. We got totes. Ooh. They're lovely and functional. You can get those at shop.buzzfeed.com. Drink some water. Take your meds. Call your person. Eat an apple. Eat an apple and then celebrate yourself with that mm. shit. Because you know what? Potato chips are much more tastier than apples are. But you did. You had but an you apple. Did. <laughs> you ate an apple. Maybe you had potato chips afterwards. Ain't nobody talking about that right now. <laughs> we talking about the apple part. You're such a good friend, Tracy. <laughs> Um, I I like the idea of like a super nigga feminist <laughs> cartoon. I'm like imagining the scenario she's getting into, the microaggression she's like fighting off. And now her friends are like, not again. Uh, <laughs> this is not an actual good place for this. It never is. <laughs> it never is. <laughs>